And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. We have to be the only podcast in America who who has quite possibly the most humorous contributor who happens to be a mortician. <laughs> yes. Scott uh, writes today, I'm listening to the podcast from yesterday and hearing about the number of households when we were young that spoke another language. On the east side growing up, that was very common. The east side was and is a community of immigrants. The difference between then and now is that immigrants from our childhood came here to be Americans, and immigrants today come here to live in America. The distinction was immigrants of our youth lost their ability to speak the language of their homeland, and immigrants now don't need to speak the language, don't need to speak the language of their homeland. Wait a minute, that sentence doesn't make sense. This first part of the sentence is fantastic. Immigrants from our childhood came here to be Americans, and immigrants today come here to live in America. I think that's a tremendous distinction. Yes. The distinction was immigrants of our youth lost their ability to speak the language of their homeland because they wanted to learn English. And immigrants now don't need to speak English because they speak the language of their homeland. And then he signs off, still waiting, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Or eventually yours. Right. (laughs) How does this make the world a better place? How How does does this this make the world world a better better place? place? Uh, there's a uh, there's a kid in Michigan named Harper Smith. She's four years old. Yep. She's the daughter of Kyle Smith. He's the head coach of the Lake City High School football team. Go in, Panthers! In Michigan. Oh. Whoops. And Harper, his four-year-old uh, gal, uh, has been hospitalized with an intestinal illness for two months. Oh. So the tight-knit community banded together and started the hashtag Harper Strong movement around town and on social media. Nice. I've seen that done locally for kids. Good. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Uh, But after a video Uh of a family circle gathering in the middle of a football field to support Harper was posted to the team's Facebook page last month, the Michigan Association of Civil Rights Activists took issue. Mm -mm. Oh, you can't do Mm -mm. that. No. The bottom line is it's the property of the school, and the school has a responsibility to treat it just like any other school property, and that means it has to remain free of religion. Uh, The Civil Rights Association co-founder Mitch Kale told WWTV. He further argued that Lake City Schools promoted a religious prayer service by sharing the clip, the station said, and demanded that the school take down the post and video. How does that make the world a better place? That's what I'm saying. This is a, it's a pessimistic view and it's a negative well, Mysterians view. Mysterians don't like people. Gosh. Others disagree with Kale. Nobody was forced. Lacey Hengel told WWTV TV uh, in an earlier story. It was planned by students and parents. It was just a great show of support for the family. Another woman told the station on camera, yes, a pastor offered prayer, but it was never advertised as a prayer event. It was a family circle coming to support Kyle, Harper, Linda, and Hudson. I'm sorry that the kid's wow. sick, but will you foghorn Hudson, please? Uh, yeah, we can't have I mean, that. Both foghorn I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm not, I can't do it. I mean, I can't, can't discriminate. Uh, Consistency. Well, I've taken Hudson's the little sick kid's uh, brother. brother. 
At first, the uh, school district dug in its heels and indicated that the video would stay, WWTV said. But the district reversed course Friday, announcing it was pulling the video to avoid what could turn into a lengthy and expensive legal battle. You're joking. You can't even pray for a sick kid in this country anymore. Isn't that something? We have no problem at all with a fundraising event for a family in need, Kale told the TV station. We encourage it. He added to the station that this isn't about a family. It's not about an individual. It's about a person in the community who feels that their public school should not be used to promote religion. And clearly from the video, you can see that's what's being done. We must do something about this. Immediately. Immediately. Harump. 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 I'm a little disappointed, but I understand they didn't want to go through this entire litigation process and possibly pay some fines. So I understand why they choose to do it, Jennifer, uh, the the girl's mother, said. Uh, But the added publicity has spread the hashtag Harper Strong message and increased the resolve of her supporters. All they've really done for us is increase the funding, the fundraising, and there are schools down in Jenison that are now wearing hashtag Harper Strong in their football helmets, Jennifer Smith said. WWTV-TV said donations to Harper's family can be sent to Tammy Smith. Uh, So there's a little bit of a pushback there locally. Well, what an optimistic view to have, though, Mm -hmm. for the mom. Uh, Harper's mother said the, uh, uh, that her daughter is making improvements, but it is a slow and steady healing process. We are still anticipating many more weeks of hospital care and rehab. Okay, uh, what isn't clear is uh, who, who blew the whistle? Who blew the whistle on these people? Yeah, right. who, who, was, who, was who made the, the initial call? Who was at the football game? They're that, praying. Who was the word I can't say who was at the football <laughs> game and decided to contact the uh, Michigan, what is it? ACLU. Uh, yeah. Who, who was that? Or, or was this ACLU guy at the, uh, it's the Michigan Association of Civil Rights Activists. Who, uh, who blew the whistle on them? Because here's another problem I have with this. Not only does this make the world a worse place to have this kind of attitude, but tell me what possible slippery slope that public school could be on by uh, having this impromptu of a prayer circle in the middle of a field. But w- would that lead to the demand that all students participate in that prayer service? I don't think so. No. no. And it could, it, my guess is it could not have been someone in attendance because they, if you were there, you would be most likely um, approving of the cause. So it's somebody that saw it on Facebook. Or was told about it. And then, of course, make, stretches it out to make it bigger so they can have their own agenda. Oh, this one doesn't even involve the uh, 1959 Pontiac uh, hearse racing to the scene with its sirens blaring. This is just a Michigan knucklehead that says, this, you can't do this. The hell I can't. That's where our part of our pushback needs to be, where we tell these, you know what, take us to court. That's fine. Somebody on the right side, on the good side, is going to pick up this cause and say, yeah, let's wait them out. All the uh, ACLU or citizens that are concerned for that stuff. I just I can't. I just can't. Uh, <sighs> I can't. Uh, I can't take it sometimes. I can't take how mean-spirited people are. Uh, do you have a diversity update for me, the uh, theme from the diversity update? Uh, yes, I certainly do I that. sure could use that. Let me... Uh... <laughs> Well, I can find it too. No, you can't find. It. I don't think you're podcasting on the fly. Spinning the globe Here we to go. give you the constant diversity of sorts. Diversity Africa. of sorts. Wow. Asia. 
North America, South America, the Middle East, Europe. It's almost done. Yeah, a lot of it's a big world. It's a it is. This is your Garage Logic diversity update. Let's take the GL jet over to Iraq. All right. All right. Let's. Uh, uh, let's... You don't need to find it. I mean. <laughs> no, we're just gonna hop <laughs> on no, the. Uh... No, no. We're gonna hop on no, the. I, didn't, uh... I, didn't, I, didn't. I think we're on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gotta buckle in. Yeah. Can I get a buckle drink? Up. Here we go. No, I need a refill, ma'am. Yeah. My cup's empty. Uh, don't don't serve that man in two C anymore. He's. You gonna put it down. You gonna put that plane down. Yep. Here we go. Put the plane down, bro. Okay. Okay, bro. Here we go. <laughs> Cross-check and all calls. It's a long flight. It really is. Yeah. I wonder I took if my a... friend that works at the airport yeah. sees that one yeah. come in. Took ding, a little nap. You hear a little ding? You from Naples. <laughs> Wait, don't get up until the flight was shorter Please than remain the descent. Seated. Please remain <laughs> right. seated. We're now in Baghdad. There you go. You can get up now. Okay. Uh, young children are left covered in blood as devout Muslims use knives to slice their heads open during the during the traditional Ashura show of faith in Iraq. The ceremony commemorates the death of the Prophet Muhammad's grandson, Imam Hussein. Imam Hussein. Uh, there are millions of Shia Muslim worshipers currently taking part in annual ceremonies to mourn the death of Imam Hussein, a grandson of Muhammad. And what they do is, uh, and it even includes babies, and you cut your head open so you bleed profusely. I'm wow. sure you're not cutting right down to the brain pan, no, you're, you're producing enough blood to uh, to put on quite a display there. Those head wounds they don't they don't uh, clot up easily. And and, and as going. a Catholic, I should probably you know not be t terribly critical of other faiths. Yeah, because, you guys are drinking blood because uh, they drink it in the Catholic Church, however symbolically. But the Catholic Church also has some uh, some corporate problems. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Corporate problems. Yep. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, uh, as wacky as uh, religion can be, I've never been involved in one where you got to bring a big knife to church and cut your head open. Uh, no. I, I disagree with that. But that's I, diversity. I, I don't know if that's what Muhammad or, uh, you know, the, their big guy, I don't think that's what they want him to do. Well, no. That's, the Prophet Muhammad. That's, well, that's No, they're following said, that. Hey, you know, they're slice following them up. that. You know, there's pictures here that are incredible. Little babies with blood all over their My faces. I, as a parent, I, you could, I couldn't do that. You know. It's one thing to eat fish sticks on Friday, but, you know, get your head cut open. That's a whole whole different it deal. It's a, uh, a whole different deal. Is a good cut? <laughs> Maybe uh, no, no. we'll have to find out. No, no. A professional. <laughs> Come on, Morty. 100 grand a year plus tips. <laughs> Morty, he's feeling comfortable. He's comfortable. Was it a good cut? Yes. Hey, I'm a professional. Okay. Wait till I tell you about the next round of the failed academy. You got something? Spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. That's nice. Joe Souchere. Who does that? Stoucher. That's my, uh, my guy. John, John's buddy. This yeah. is fantastic. He's a good player, John. Yeah, he's very good. Really good bass player. Did you guys play together? Did we I, answer we, this? We were at jam sessions together, but we never ever were in a band together. He was like, oh, God, here comes height. 
Let's just humor him for a little bit. Worked in radio with him too. Nice. Actually, this is kind of this is what's going on basically. So basically, yeah. but we can play it because it isn't what. That's going right. On. It's, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. If the lawyers are listening. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, he's good. He uh, sent a lot of stuff, Two, which is awesome. Not necessarily unrelated stories. Dos, no necessarily. I <laughs> uh, like the same old. Huh? It appears there are college students in Fairfax County, Virginia, who are having trouble turning in their absentee ballots. The chief offsite correspondent, Kelsey, uh, alerted me to this. He oh. said it's a twofer. How hard can it be? It's the Destroyed Academy and the Post Office. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> it appears there are college students in Fairfax County, Virginia, who are having trouble turning in their absentee ballots. They can't figure out where to buy stamps. <laughs> I don't want that person to vote. <laughs> Despite the heightened political activism on college campuses in these in these days, oh. it appears some students in Fairfax County, Virginia, can't find uh, a place to buy a stamp. Uh, that's what a county focus group discovered this summer, according to WTOP. Okay, does this mean they... Don't we own WTOP? Yeah, WTOP is mm-hmm. one of the top radio stations in the country. One thing that came up, which I heard from my own kids, but I thought they were just nerdy, was that the students will go through the process of applying for a mail-in absentee ballot, and they will fill out the ballot, and then they don't know where to get stamps. Lisa Connors of the Fairfax County Office of Public Affairs told WTOP. It's just a hump they can't get across. But are, are, are they, can we award points for knowing that they need a stamp? No, I'm not awarding not them any. Can't I'm awarding them no points. Oh. The focus group included uh, college interns from a number of county departments. They all agreed they knew lots of people who did not send in their ballots because it was too much of a hassle or they didn't know where to get a stamp, Connors said to the WTOP. Across the board, they were all nodding, had a very spirited conversation about, oh, yeah, I know so many people who didn't send theirs in because they didn't have a stamp. Wow. Seems that the county uh, college students' trouble with turning in absentee ballots goes beyond walking to the post office with a couple of quarters. It seems the process itself can be very confusing and has a lot of pieces that can go wrong in the middle of it. Kate Hanley, Fairfax County Electoral Board Secretary, told WTOP. For instance, students said they could have changed their voter registration location if they got a new driver's license or filled out a new voter registration application on campus. Uh, Fairfax County General Registrar, Gary Scott said he wants to make certain that students fill out absentee ballot forms correctly, particularly filling in the home address where they're registered to vote in the area labeled residence address and filling in the address where they want the ballot delivered in a separate area marked more clearly. Uh, And so we have to deny that application. Nothing in my lifetime has been made more complicated than voting. Yes. There are literally almost monthly attempts to continue fixing something that was never broken. Okay. Right? Yes. Yeah. It went, Let me, It was part, just like paying a library fine is a basic function of your basic civic contract. So is voting. You get up on election day and you go and vote. But I suppose I have to, I have to discover my inner sensibilities, 
and say, yeah, but what about the people who quite literally can't? You know, maybe they're infirm or whatever. Well, how did that get taken care of 50 years ago? Right. I, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe they just didn't vote. I don't know. But in today's world, wouldn't you, uh, if your mother's infirm, wouldn't you, uh, you could bring her a ballot and t in that case solve the problem, I mm -hmm. guess. But I wonder how my dad, I'm going to ask my dad. I, my dad doesn't drive anymore. So I wonder how he votes. I wonder if they zip him over to the polling place or if he just. Maybe he'll call you during the podcast and ask. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll have him do that. But just, just consider what I just, what I just read there that college students, mm -hmm. college students don't know where to buy a stamp. <laughs> okay. Let me see if you're with me here. What, what does this force you to predict in the future? Well, what do you see in the future for someone that wants to send a, a parcel, a, a letter, if, if they still are going to do that? Maybe that's another uh, prediction. I don't know. Well, let me throw. Okay, let me try to let me okay. try this. Yeah, see, because you have a couple of twenty-year-olds. Yeah. So, it, but but they were raised the correct way. But I they know how to play office. I guarantee they have friends who have never mailed anything. Well, I was just going to say these college students know nothing but email. But I'm saying, as far as the stamp goes, right? The future for for sending a a parcel is what down the road here. They're not going to need it. They won't need to buy a stamp. Help me. I don't know what track you're on. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's my prediction. Is be what? Be because these— What is your prediction? Because these young kids can't figure out how to buy a stamp right. or where to get it, right. the post office is somehow just going to say, I just send it without a stamp. Oh, I see what you're that's saying. That's my prediction. Oh. Is they're, 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 the, In other the, words, it'll be free. They're going to just—right, like the return of the library books. Oh, you can't find it? Nobody can find how to get stamps? You know what? Just just send it. We'll deliver it. But how would they? I don't know that that would be true, though, because how would they profit? Oh, well, they, who, don't they, worry about profits. It's no, okay. They, they don't know. That's true. Well, here, here now, do you know? Let's stay on this theme. Okay. Because I want to know what perceived inconvenience I'm being accommodated for. Early voting starts tomorrow in Minnesota. Six weeks ahead <laughs> of the election. What? What is it that what is it that I'm being accommodated for? Six weeks early? Yeah, what you sh why why am I being given this opportunity which I don't want or need? What what what's what about my life is 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 there an attempt to accommodate here? I I don't I I will never understand it. Unless you're in the military or unless you know you're going to be on a safari in Australia. <laughs> then you I think you have an excuse. To uh, vote early. This is, uh, again, another example of horrible complications brought to something extraordinarily simple. What's the difference between absentee voting and early voting? Is there a distinction? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. It's one of the longest voting periods in the nation. 46 days. It gives every Minnesota, uh, Minnesotan ample opportunity to be a voter and keep our state number one in the nation for voter participation. That's Secretary of State Steve Simon saying this. This is the third Minnesota election year in which eligible voters are allowed to cast absentee ballots without providing a reason 
for why they could not make it to the polls on election. I want a reason. I, I would like a reason on record. The legislature passed the no-excuse balloting in 2013. More voters have exercised that option in each election since then. In the 2014 primary election, the first year that no-excuse early voting was allowed, Minnesotans cast... See, at least, see, you, you at least used to have to have an excuse. <laughs> I want to be at my grandmother's funeral in Phoenix over Election Day. You had to have an excuse. And the guy with the green eyes, she would go, mm. Okay. No, you get you get one. Then. Okay. Now you don't need an excuse. No. What's your excuse? And the guy just goes, mm. <laughs> Getting my hair did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in 2014, the first year uh, primary, uh, 32,710 absentee ballots. Before this year's primary, 42,210 absentee ballots. 14% of the total. Wow. Uh, Simon, the chief author of the early voting bill as a legislator five years ago, told the Pioneer Press earlier this year that vote from home is becoming more popular because it fits people's lives. <laughs> Are you Voting your- fits my life. Voting? I mean, I, I, I'm sure I haven't voted in an, an election or two, but I try to get into... Every primary, every uh, Tuesday election. I mean, voters can fill out ballots at home instead of going to a designated building on election day and standing in line. You don't want to have to stand in line. Talk with your to your neighbors, citizens. converse. No, they can sit down with a laptop, computer, Google information about candidates and offices they aren't familiar with, and take their time filling out ballots. Not to take an opposing view, but what would you prefer? Would you prefer lower voter turnout? Or Hell yes. Okay. I'm disenfranchised <laughs> okay. every time there's a higher voter turnout. All right. You kidding me? No, that was a quick answer. <laughs> I think he's done his research over there. Sure. Huh? But here's what's happening. Check this out. Not to get conspiratorial. But to me, this 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 expansion of voting is a means by which people with no knowledge of who they're voting for or why they're voting for them, vote, which I feel disenfranchises me. It's a heck of a conspiracy. Because I know who I'm voting for and why I'm voting for them. I take the responsibility seriously. And what we seem to have from the political class is a an effort to drag a net across the country and get a vote from people who could give a darn about voting. How do you think I got elected? <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't early voting, sir, in your day. That was 1999. Do what now? No, you were vo- you were elected, but uh, it was people who had to go to the polls. I don't know. Oh, I do know. <laughs> I do know. Uh, uh, all 134 House seats are up. Uh, control of the Senate now split 33 is up for grabs. Uh, Simon is the only incumbent state constitutional officer running for another term. The attorney general and state auditor's office are open, plus hundreds of local and judicial offices will be up for election. Minnesotans can vote early, uh, 46 days. Isn't that something? You can vote in person. You can vote by mail. You can go to your county election office. Uh, Some counties, including Ramsey, Washington, and Dakota, allow voting at official locations. Hell, maybe you can vote the produce aisle. I just know my ballot said Skip Humphrey. Mm-hmm. Get it? Skip Humphrey. I get I, it. I get it. Yeah. Skip him. I get it. I'm yeah. voting for no house. You always were a real knee slapper, weren't you? 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> what happens after I mail in my early absentee ballot? Well, local election officials must check with you and your witness filled out the signature forms correctly. If you did not fill it out correctly, election officials will mail you replacement materials along with an explanation of why your form was rejected. If there are fewer than five days before the election, local officials will try to contact you so you can vote in person at a local election office or at your polling place on election day. Okay, here's the future. Driverless cars will come to your house and record your vote. Driverless cars will come in your driveway. Come on. It'll be like uh, making a Comcast appointment. You'll have to give them a two-hour win- two window. Uh, between 1 and 3 p.m. on such and such day, the driverless car will arrive in your driveway, and you uh, go out, and there'll be a computer screen for you to touch because we don't want to inconvenience you. Wow. Huh? I, uh, that prediction it probably will stand. Can I change my mind after I've returned my ballot? <laughs> Yes, you can ask an election official to cancel your ballot until the close of business one week before election day. After that time, you can't cancel your ballot. To cancel your ballot... Wait, wait, you mean you can... Change your mind. Uh, two weeks if later? If you're dumb enough to vote six weeks prior to the election, somebody you voted for might die. Right, or have maybe some type of scandal. Yeah. After that time, you can uh, to cancel your ballot, contact the election office that sent it to you. You can then have a new ballot mailed to you, vote in person at your local election office, or vote at your polling place on election day. It's gotten to the point where, as a last resort, people are encouraged to go to their uh, polling place on election day. That should be the first resort. And you're right. You make a good point. Why would you want to vote this early when all these scandals do happen? Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I can't believe they don't allow us to vote six weeks after the election. Wouldn't that be? I like that idea. <laughs> yes. I like that idea. Flashlight, check. Two belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. Here's Johnny Hyde. Where's the soup? <laughs> Thank you, Joe. I just uh, gave you a piece, John. We got to talk about that. Yes, we will. Uh, we will do that. Yeah. I just uh, just put it up here. I'll go. Uh, wait, now where did it go? There we go. A St. Paul woman took a side job of charging electrical rental scooters, thinking it could bring in a little extra money and sure, help. A little cash. Yeah, help pay down her student loan. She sure. Uh, but now her family's warning about a danger they didn't see coming. <laughs> While eight Lime scooters were charging in their Highland Park garage. A fire broke out. St. Ah. Oh. Paul Fire Captain Joe Blank said uh, that he determined... Nobody got hurt? No. So we can start laughing? Oh, okay. That okay. he determined it was an accidental fire most likely caused by an overload of the detached garage's electrical system. In other words, he says the garage wasn't able to support the electrical use of charging multiple scooters. The fire caused more than twenty grand in damage to the garage and its contents, according to Blank. Christina Wright, whose middle sister was charging the scooters, says she feels fortunate that she and her mom spotted the smoke. They were able to get out safely. As she said, making a couple quick bucks here and there probably isn't worth losing your life. This could have been a darker, more unfortunate story if we weren't home or were sleeping when it happened. Silicon Valley-based Lime received an agreement from the city of St. Paul in August and launched its electric scooters into the city. People's can, uh, people can sign up to be juicers. 
mm-hmm. for Lime. Mm-hmm. That means they agree to pick up the scooters, charge them, and get them back onto the streets for people to rent. For people who aren't sure, Blank suggested they contact an electrician to determine how many scooters they can safely charge without causing any problems. Uh, Wright said her sister was charging at the time eight scooters in the garage. In uh, one outlet, yeah. I bet. See, to me, that's a failed part of their business plan. I'm being uh, terribly serious here for a mm-hmm. moment. You would think that they're going to be asking people like this uninformed young woman who didn't know what she was doing, apparently, right. uh, to go and round up scooters and charge them. You would think the company would spell out exactly. Careful. Uh, For two whatever, per outlet. Whatever, right. yeah. Because you're picturing the Clark Griswold plug-in. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, when he's got the lights going and the meter's spinning like a... Or uh, what is it, the Christmas story, when he's going, ah, we just got one too Yeah, many. one more. When he's going to plug the lamp <laughs> it in. pops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were also two additional scooters there. They were not plugged in, and the fire destroyed all 10 of them. And a Mustang. <laughs> I didn't get to that oh, part Oh, I'm yet. sorry. Really? I'm sorry. I, I wasn't able to pre-read the whole story. I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. I I, it's called terrible. rip and read on the air. Right. Blake said she's investigating what happened. Uh, he's investigating, I'm sorry, although he noted the battery could have exploded as a result of a fire. When Wright's sister contacted Lime to report what happened, she heard she wouldn't have to pay for the scooters. Uh, a car that was in the garage was destroyed. That would be the Mustang that Joe was talking about. Mm-hmm. Wright said they planned to work with her mom's insurance company. A Lime spokeswoman said on Wednesday, we are in contact with the individual mm-hmm. and are looking into the matter. So doesn't sound like Lime. I just don't understand how that policy works round them up charge them and then where do you disperse them you probably just put them back on busy corners or something okay they're all all the these the not the scooters necessarily but the uh the bikes the the bikes are everywhere yeah i've seen those russia so you're saying we need more bike lanes oh yeah i think we do (laughs) russian president vladimir putin wednesday showed off his marksmanship by testing out a new Kalishnikov sniper rifle and hitting the target more than half the time. Sure. He's a superhuman, apparently. Oh, boss, you did great. Two feet? (laughs) Russian state television showed Putin in goggles and earphones crouching as he fired the silver rifle at the Kalishnikov company's shooting range outside of Moscow. You're right, Rook. So he's shooting from 100 yards away, and the the targets just fall. (laughs) Right. He's got the safety on, and pluck, and the thing falls down. Hey, you got him. Rosaya 24 Television reported that the target was set up at the maximum distance, saying that Putin appeared to be pressing the trigger while holding his breath and between heartbeats, as professional snipers Absolutely. do. Uh, the television channel reported Putin shot five times and hit the target more than half the time. A, defense, a Russian defense ministry channel, TV Zvedzva, reported the semi-automatic weapon uh, that he fired as an ultra-modern rifle for Russian spi- uh, snipers. Putin was visiting a military-themed park called Patriot in the Moscow. You know, that's the kind of thing Trump should have more fun with. <laughs> Fake shooting. Go oh, doing right. stuff, yeah. Fake shooting. <laughs> Look at how great I am. Yeah. But, I mean, him with a gun, doesn't it just seem like oh, it would God. be very awkward? Who, Trump or Putin? Yes, Trump. Yeah, but I'm saying he should have fun with Putin and say, hey, Putin, I saw, your news. saw yeah. your news story. It's a fake shot, I bet. <laughs> or uh, you got three out of six, I got five out of six. Yeah. Uh, Kalishnikov, known, of course, for the AK-47, last month surprised observers. I did not see this story because they unveiled a prototype for a retro-styled electric car. Oh, boy. Did not hmm. see that story. That's all I need is a commie electric car. <laughs> 
Explicitly erotic sculptures inspired by ancient Greece ceramic art are making waves at a marina in the Spanish city of Valencia. They're done by local artist Antoni Miro. The steel figures provide a foretaste of an upcoming exhibition of his at a cultural center that's opening soon. Uh, but for some, the explicit art should not be displayed in a place that's frequented by families with small children. The Family Forum Association said in a statement, the exhibition in the street of these figures depicts oral sex, masturbation, exposed genitals with highly explicit sexual conduct. At a marina? Uh-huh. At a marina? What's that guy? I want to just take my boat. Let's right, go. Right. I want to have. Why is this crap here? Where can I get some bait? So you're saying there's the bait. dinghy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Miro told AFP he had made the sculptures in 2007 based on scenes that were on ceramics that the ancient Greeks used daily some 2,500 years ago. He said it's a re encounter with our roots. He said it must be seen uh, with normality. Sure. It's an act of love. I think so. Ask whether the public outdoor space was. In his words, appropriate. Yeah, you got a foghorn now. He said the sculptures belong there in front of the Mediterranean Sea, looking toward Greece, the cradle of culture. Nexus artists should get a hold of a Bert and Ernie statue. <laughs> <laughs> Ticketmaster being accused of running what looks like an underground ticket scalping project in Canada. It could be driving up prices and costing consumers millions. An investigation by the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation and the Toronto Star says the box office giant is helping scalpers buy tickets and then reselling them with a secret program. Now, there's no law in Canada against ticket scalping, but Ticketmaster has publicly opposed the practice in the past. Wearing hidden cameras, journalists from the Toronto Star and CBC posed as scalpers at a major live entertainment conference in Las Vegas in July. That's where they found Ticketmaster reps appearing to pitch a company-owned resale platform that scalpers use. The CBC said they have a secret scalper program that they don't talk about in any corporate reports. Uh, one of the reporters who worked on it, Dave Seglin, said he went undercover as a ticket broker in Toronto. He said they discovered that they're selling something called Trade Desk, an online system purposely designed for professional scalpers, mm. manages large inventories. Here's how it works. Scalpers set up the fake accounts to buy tickets in bulk on Ticketmaster.com. Since the website limits how many tickets one person can buy, scalpers then sell those tickets at inflated prices on Trade Desk, and Ticketmaster gets a cut of them. Oh, wow. see, if this is true, shame on Ticketmaster. Mm -hmm. See, I got a note from Billy Grant, who is Doug Wardlow's campaign manager. Yes. Doug Wardlow is the Republican candidate for attorney general. Uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, Doug Wardlow will debate Keith Ellison on uh, statewide TV on Almanac, I believe. I think it is. Uh, uh, so I, you can even get tickets to go. Uh, Hopefully not through Ticketmaster. No. <laughs> go to uh, Eventbrite, one word, B-R-I-T-E, oh, yeah, Eventbrite.com, mm -hmm. and uh, you can watch, apparently, or have a go to a party or drink beer or something. I have no idea. Where's the but party? good luck, Wardlow. He's debating Keith Ellison. Mm-hmm. Back to Ticketmaster for a brief moment. When was the last time you guys purchased something from Ticketmaster? Yeah, recently. I couldn't yeah. honestly tell you when. So I purchased a couple of tickets uh, to the Wild preseason game on Saturday for a friend of mine that's in town that just wanted to go check out the arena. <laughs> and uh, 40 bucks. I thought, okay, this is great. Uh, uh, $28 in fees oh, yeah. on really? a $40 ticket. Yeah. Same really? With, same with concert. That's That's Ridiculous. insane. Yeah. Well, then why would anyone use Ticketmaster? Well, that's the only option that I had. And oh, no. What about you go the to the Wild King? Ticket Office? I, but, well, they were more expensive. What about the Ticket King? Well, I guess I could have used Ticket Call King. Mike Nowakowski. Yeah. 
Those guys know what's we going on. We got people. We got, we got people. I should have went to Ticket King. What yeah. was I thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the inside thing didn't come through. So, yeah. Is that about it, Johnny? I got one more. I want to hear it, Pass Dad. by this. Uh, you guys pass this by. Mayor's in a hurry. No, I'm not. That's what I said. You Enter- entertainment. I'll stay here another hour. Entertainment tonight. But nobody listens to three-hour podcasts. <laughs> entertainment- this one is so entertaining. They would. Yeah. Entertainment tonight is reporting uh, they have a front runner to perform during the Super Bowl halftime show. This oh year. God. Is this just a, a um, betting? You mean they're oh, betting well, they, that they they have inside sources? They Who do they got? They have uh, Maroon Five. Oh God! Almighty. Really? Oh, God. Why? No, they're not what, popular oh, enough. Right? What are they doing? Well, are they just in town? Is that Adam Levine? Yes. Yes. It, it's Atlanta. It's That's government Atlanta. music. Yeah. <sighs> uh, they're uh, currently on tour to promote their 2017 album Red Pill Blues. Uh-huh. They don't have any dates between New Year's Eve and February 19th, leaving room for the Super Bowl. I got a brainstorm for them. Uh huh. Super Bowls in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, pay REM to reunite for one show. Huh? Huh? REM? Huh? Orange Crush? John, you're not an REM guy? I'd like some REM I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm just it'd pulling be fun up. to see what Michael Stite came out wearing. Hey, I thought, of, yeah, I thought of you wearing? last night, John. Uh-oh. I stumbled a, on a concert of uh, uh, different people doing George Harrison songs. Yeah. And it was wonderful, by the way. Was it the tribute one, though? No, it was different. It was Really? Re- yeah, it was fantastic. Hmm. Uh, well, maybe it was the tribute one, but it include, but it it included even weird Al Yankovic, but in a role of, of straight singer, and it was he was great, and yeah. but it also included the Flaming Lips. Oh, okay, something occurred to me. Uh-huh. The Flaming Lips were Arcade Fire before Arcade Fire yes. existed. Yes, yeah, but weirder. They're weirder, don't you? No, think? they're weirder in a good, but, in a good way. Yeah, but they, you know way. they got the twelve people on stage, each dancing around and going goofy. Got and a guy in a big inflatable ball yes, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. They were Arcade Fire before yeah. Arcade Fire. And I know you're not an Arcade Fire fan. I don't know where you stand on Flaming Lips. I, I don't mind Flaming Lips. I've heard some tunes by them I like a lot, actually. Yeah. No, Wayne, not everything. Wayne Coyle, is that his name? Wayne Coyle, yeah. yeah. So if you want, if you're looking forward to the Super Bowl halftime show, I've pulled up the lyrics to Maroon 5's hit song, <laughs> Girls Like You. Oh, no. I'll, read, I'll just do the chorus really quick. Okay. okay. Girls like you, you, love fun, yeah, me too, too. <laughs> what I want when I come through you, you, you. Well, what? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Thank yeah, you. yeah, Thank yeah. You. Turn his microphone off. I need a girl like you, 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 you. <laughs> yeah, That'll thanks, you, you. Stop. Don't call me a you, you. I'm not done. GarageLogic.com. Check out the podcast, future podcast, past podcast, and don't forget to rate us. GarageLogic.com. GL Joe at GarageLogic.com. C. Reavers at garagelogic.com, rookie at garagelogic.com, and John Height with the DT. Isn't it Jay Height? At garagelogic.com. He nods. Thank you. See you tomorrow, guys. Thank you. Appreciate tuning in.